on Friday, Apple and Google announced an unprecedented team up to build tracking software that could tell you when you come into contact with someone who has coronavirus. And this is really inspiring. Two tech giants putting aside their differences to spy on Americans together. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to happen. Whether you like it or not. Like it or not. Here it comes. Yeah, exactly. Um, two, two animal related notes, Jack. First of all, yesterday, uh, after I sprayed some wasps' nests in our, uh, our umbrella in the backyard, and a couple hours later knocked them down, uh, Baxter attempted to eat them. Mm. Now, I don't know what's at the end of things you would want in your mouth, but a insecticide soaked den of wasps has got to be toward the end. Were they alive? Any of them alive enough to steam? No. 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 Yeah. 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 Honey, doggy, they're wasps, and it's soaked in poison. You probably don't want to ingest that. Second note from the world of animals scientists are giving ecstasy to octopuses. To we'll uh, tell you. We'll tell you why later. <laughs> are you, how about you tell me why now? A little rave under the sea? <laughs> <laughs> under the sea, <laughs> under the sea. At first, they used too high a dose, and the animals freaked out and did all these color changes. Well, once the team found a more suitable dose, the animals behaved more calmly and more sociably and actually acted just like human beings. Evidently, there's some use in octopuses' brains are a lot smaller than humans, but they're similar in some ways, and um, and they are trying to figure out um, you know, some of the effects of MDMA, the technical name. Um, most octopuses, with some exceptions, are solitary hermits. Um, and, uh, but then they, it turns out the drug made them, uh, much more sociable and they just wanted to hug and, and dance. <laughs> and eat candy necklaces. <laughs> Is that a thing? Suck on lollipops and try to stay hydrated. Yeah. Um, I was, it's not clear to me. I, I think they're trying to figure out how useful octopuses would be for uh, brain experiments. Drug mules. <laughs> Undersea drug mules. <laughs> While we're on animals, you can now book a goat to liven up your boring Zoom meeting. We should get into this in my place where we have many, many goats. Rent a goat? Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you, can, you can rent a goat, and then the, the camera will be on the goat, the live goat, and you can have that be your, you know, face, picture, whatever, on your Zoom meeting, which is pretty funny, actually. Huh. Um, and what, what, you I wish just I'd look at it, and it gets close to the camera and move its, li- its lips in well, the funny goat way and stuff? Well, just, you know, just something instead of you sitting in an office chair, it's a goat. Okay. It just seems funny to me. It is funny. Mm. It is Very funny. funny. It's, it's, brief, <laughs> it's briefly funny. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not much to it. Oh, but... no, it gets, the longer the meeting goes, and the more, so oh, yeah. you're just really going to stick with the goat the whole time, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not backing off this bit. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I'm staying I'm with it clear to the end. In. Jim, seriously, we've had an 80% drop in revenue. We need to talk about this. <laughs> 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 oh, hilarious. <laughs> Another headline. Scientists found teeth in Peru that shouldn't be there. What kind of a headline is that? <laughs> they found four small teeth that had no business being in South America. The teeth are from an extinct species of monkeys which once roamed North Africa. They have no idea why these monkeys' these monkeys' teeth ended up in, you know, the other side of the world. Or a long way away, anyway. Uh, One of the other monkeys punched him so hard, his teeth flew across the ocean. 
I don't know. Maybe the monkeys live there. Obviously, the monkeys live there. Nobody's transporting, you know, uh, prehistoric monkey teeth and then losing them. Jewelry, maybe, or something? Or like they, some at one point it was good luck if you were an explorer to have There's monkey teeth. and Currency a of some sort? Exactly. Currency? There's all kinds. Prehistoric with, monkey teeth. I can come up with all kinds sorts of excuses how you'd end up with these teeth there. And it's not that complicated. I uh, wanted to play this clip from uh, this dude. I don't really know his act, do I? Representative Andy Biggs, wherever he is from. I believe Arizona. Uh, yeah, you're right, from Arizona. And Arizona is one of your more uh, uh, libertarian, don't-tell-us-what-to-do sort of states in America. So this doesn't really surprise me that much, I, I guess. Here you go. Uh, I think it's time, James T., for Dr. Fauci to to uh, to move along. I mean, he shouldn't have a seat at the table. He shouldn't be making decisions that that uh, are basically impacting this country in a way that he hasn't even considered. I mean, he has said he's not considered economic or societal or social uh, uh, fallout for his his remedy for the, the epidemic. And if that's the case, um, I think he gets some credit for, for where we stand today, but I think it's time for him to move on. It's first call I've heard from that uh, standpoint. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but he says that Fauci has said himself that he has not considered the economic, and probably not, the economic or societal or social fallout for how this should be handled. I'm not sure that's his job to do that. Right. No. No, I wouldn't think so. He's the epidemiology specialist. And as he made infinitely clear yesterday uh, during the press conference, the chaotic, ugly, sniping press conference, where the press was trying to trying to build this false narrative that the president had ignored his health professionals' uh, urgings, and he made it clear that that was utterly false. The entire giant New York Times article was based on a fake premise. Shocking, I know, but his point was that we have these meetings and everybody is heard, and those who uh, are expressing the downside economically of something that have may have an upside medically, they are absolutely being heard, and then a consensus is reached. So while you have a, a, a virologist who may not be paying attention to the economy, economists are paying attention to the disease, which makes sense because that factors into the economy. Uh, Justin Wolfers, who is he, Sean? Who is Justin uh, Wolfers? He's got some hair in this little Twitter <laughs> Yes, thing. he does. Uh, he's a econ professor at Michigan and uh, a, a fellow, a senior fellow at, I believe, the Brookings Institute and one other institute that okay. I wasn't familiar with. He said, with. I'm seeing little eddies of discontent about economics versus epidemiology. I've been party to tons of economic discussions over recent weeks, and this really isn't a thing. Economists have been reading Epi, we're trying to understand Epi models, and we're using Epi as an epidemic. Epi insights as inputs into our models, and we're exploring where economics can add something. With very few exceptions, there are a handful, there's enormous respect for the epidemic within economics. Which only makes sense, because economics has to consider everything. Right, as we've been saying for weeks, health is inseparable from the economy, and the economy is inseparable from health. Whereas if I'm a disease expert... I don't need to spend any time reading the Wall Street Journal and thinking about how this is going to affect minimum wage or uh, unemployment insurance or anything like that. Right. Indeed. And, you know, I'm not saying this is a failing. I think they ought to concentrate on their area of expertise. But you could actually say to these epidemiologists, uh, you realize if we tank the economy, it'll crush America's hospital system. And then ain't nobody getting emergency care. And and they'd say, oh, my God, it's a good point. So I liked his original point, though. This is not a thing. This disagreement doesn't exist except on CBS and CNN and MSNBC and in the New York Times.
God, it's so frustrating. This is a giant challenge. A global, yeah, I'm mostly concerned about my own people, the American people. It's a giant national challenge. And we have a, a uh, what's what's the right metaphor? When you have like an evil relative, like an evil uh uh, mother-in-law trying to sow the seeds of poison in your marriage, trying to break up your marriage. That's what the press is right now. That's what they're doing. And oh, yeah. it's out of loathing for Trump. And listen, he's an odd guy, and I get maybe you hate his politics, but we have an evil, evil relative trying to tear apart our family, you're, and that is the media. You're right. It's funny you use the marriage analogy. When I heard uh, Trump and uh, the media going back forth yesterday, I thought, this is a relationship that is broken. It is just a broken relationship. Neither side has any trust whatsoever for the other. So they go with the worst assumptions possible. Well, I think you brought this to us a, a number of years ago, Jack. What is the one emotion a, a relationship cannot endure? It's not anger. It's not hate. It's not sadness. It's contempt. If you, if you think the other party is beneath your, you know, caring about, then it's doomed. It's over. And there was so much mutual contempt in that room. It was, it was hard to watch, even as it was incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Well, when you get to that level where both sides are assuming the worst impulses on, on the other, you just, there, there's, there's nothing good that can come out of that. Yeah. It's just, you're yeah. just done. I, um, I wish there could be some journalist. And Jonathan Carl is among the better ones. Yep. He's one of my faves. Um, I wish there were one or two really solid, wise, experienced journalists who could do it the right way at those press briefings. And, and because I think that would amplify the shame of the jack offs who are just, pardon me, who are oh, just tr- wow. trying to whip off, <laughs> whip up uh, animosity and hate. That's a shame. 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 Now, is mm-hmm. that for Joe or for the. Hey, it's, 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 it's time for strong words. These are frank times. That's right. And <laughs> hey, by the way, we have a little breaking news. So we oh mentioned boy. earlier, Barack Obama is it going to endorse Joe Biden. He has tweeted. He changed his mind. He changed his mind. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going with Cuomo. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, uh, this is breaking now. Former President Barack Obama tweets that he will be joining Joe Biden on the campaign trail. Quote, Assalamu alaikum. Quote for, for <laughs> Michael. What was that, that? was unnecessary. Yeah, what was that? Gratuitous. It was funny. For all of us, <laughs> for all of us who love this country and are willing to do our part to make sure it lives up to its highest ideals, now's the time to fight for what we believe in. It's uh, Barack Obama. And that's the fact that Biden's vice president will be president before too long. But that's what we believe in. But. Him joining the trail is a lot bigger than him just saying, I oh, endorse. Yeah. If he's up on stage, because Biden can't get a sentence out. No. Barack right. Obama up on stage saying, you see that press conference yesterday? What the heck was that? You know, uh, that could be Trump-like and successful with a roaring crowd. Nothing right. Joe Biden does would do. No, would he, should, he should do like the stand-up thing. He needs to come up, do like 15 minutes of his best stuff. And then pass it off to Obama, the headliner. Obama finishes the rally, and then boom, everybody leaves feeling good. You know what, Sean? I was going to kind of suggest uh, something similar, but uh, but opposite at the same time. It'll be the first time in rock and roll history that the opening band is going to play for two and a half hours, right. <laughs> and then the headliner is going to do a quick twenty minute set and say good night. It's like when Hendrix famously opened for the Monkees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just that's, like that. That's way too close. <laughs> Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Put your hands on the van. Are you sick? No. Okay, great. <laughs> I hope you catch corona. I hope you die. You are just a terrible person. <laughs> um, so that was a guy being arrested by police. Do we know what he was being arrested for? But he was coughing on the cops. In that weird-sounding cartoon cough and saying, I hope you get corona and die. And the police said, you are a terrible person. There you go. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> what do you get Coughing on the cops. Jeez Louise. <sighs> Sounded like general a-holery was the charge. Probably. You can hear it. Probably. I can already picture the guy. You show me a picture. Oh, yeah. I've, I've already seen the picture in my head. So we have audio Barack Obama. Uh, not a good charge he was picked up for. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff. Uh, how, how bad, Sean? Uh, battering his mother. Oh, wow. good Lord. So yep. the guy who beat up his mom is now coughing on the cops saying, I hope you die. Yeah, the cops were right to say you are not a good person because they knew what he was being arrested yep. for. Wow. I'm against extrajudicial punishment. I am. Except for that. On guy. the other hand, if there was a little stick work involved there. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't hate it. A little stick work. So there is audio of Barack Obama endorsing Joe Biden today. Let's hear just a little bit of this. Joe gets stuff done. Joe helped me manage H1N1 and prevent the Ebola epidemic from becoming the type of pandemic we're seeing now. He helped me restore America's standing and leadership in the world on the other threats of our time, like nuclear proliferation and climate change. Joe has the character and the experience to guide us through one of our darkest times and heal us through a long recovery. And I know he'll surround himself with good people. Experts, scientists, military officials who actually know how to run the government and care about doing a good job running the government and know how to work with our allies and who will always put the American people's interests above their own. Now, Joe will be a better candidate for having run the gauntlet of primaries and caucuses alongside one of the most impressive Democratic fields ever. I'm waiting for a specific thing here. Each of our candidates were talented and decent. With a track Does record address of, the hair smelling? All of them talented and decent? I'm not sure about no. that. Smart Several ideas and serious visions for the future. Yeah. And that's Some of their visions were not serious. Who made it farther than any other. Bernie Sanders. There it is. Bernie's an American original, a man who has devoted his life to giving voice to working people's hopes, (laughs) dreams, and frustrations. He and I haven't always agreed on everything. Or anything. But we've always shared a conviction that we have to make America a fairer, more just, more equitable society. That's not much agreement. We both know that nothing is more powerful (laughs) than millions of voices calling for change. Okay, what I was wondering is we run now, out of time. Now, please give these people the money. I miss you, and I'm scared. So uh, I'm wondering, will, will Barack do interviews? Because if he does an interview, you got to ask, what do you think about, because all that stuff he said it, it was true of the Joe Biden uh, that he knew, because Barack Obama's going to get asked, how about Joe Biden's current mental capacity? And he's got to have an answer for that. He seems uh, kind of doddering to me, Barack. What do you think? Oh, no, Joe is, uh, he's as sharp as ever. <laughs> what, what is he going to say? Is he going to spend all his capital on that obvious <laughs> spin? Let, 
Listen, Barry's a smart guy, and he will come up with something to the effect of, listen, Joe gets a little tongue-tied sometimes, but man, trust me, his mind is razor sharp. His advice was critical to me in the Oval Office, and blah, blah, blah. He'll spin it pretty easily. Uh, whether he persuades the persuadables, I have no idea. Oh, uh, yeah, that always gets back to this. Is there anybody whose mind that can be changed that wasn't already going to vote against Trump or for Trump? Uh, does Barack Obama change the image? Oh, it changes turnout, and that's the big question, I guess, huh? Well, before the Chinese bad-eating, coughing death, I was saying it's impossible to predict anything these days. There's just no precedent that means anything. It's just too crazy a time. And that was before all this crap. So can he change anybody's mind and persuade anybody? I don't have the slightest idea. But he can help with enthusiasm and and perhaps turn out. You have a rally with just Joe Biden? Who's going to freaking show up to that? In what way is that a rally? (laughs) But but if Barack Obama's there, you could get some people coming out and cheering. Yeah, Obama! People are here, but nobody is rallying. Yeah. Uh, no, I, his campaign would be dead without Barack Obama. That's absolutely clear. It's Jimi Hendrix opening up for the monkeys. That's exactly what's going to be happening all across yeah. the country. <laughs> and they're going to have to figure out how to handle that so the crowd doesn't file out as soon as the opening act is done. Armstrong and Getty. A new Bachelor spinoff called Listen to Your Heart premiered tonight where 20 singles try to connect romantically by making music together. So if you think it's bad when a guy whips out an acoustic guitar at a party, imagine the entire party is filled with that guy. Mm. 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 I gave my love a cherry. It's a very old movie reference. Either did it or you, or you don't. As I was mentioning earlier, there, there, there are women who just love it when a guy gets out an acoustic guitar, and there are women who cringe and think, oh, God, a guy, another guy with an acoustic guitar. Oh, boy. He's going to try to woo me. All right. I see the Wall Street Journal front page story is states plan coordinated reopenings. I wonder if that's why the markets are up today. Jumping. And yeah, jumping. And that, that jumping a get jumping. Probably has something to do with it. Okay, things are going to start opening up. But they also have the article on the new normal for businesses will be anything but face masks and temperature checks will likely become commonplace at workplaces. Okay. Fair enough. That's fine. Oral only. Or the yeah. forehead thing. Eh, whatever your preference. Our meat shortage is coming to America. Well, it depends on how you look at it. CNN making the argument that we don't actually have a shortage of, for instance, bacon, but we do have some supply problems currently where there will be gaps. Well, to me... If I go to the grocery store and there ain't no bacon, the fact that it's on a truck headed there and will be there at the end of the week doesn't do me any good. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, it means I should buy extra if it's there now so that if I show up and there is a gap. Which uh, only increases the likelihood of there being a gap right? for the next. Pr- oh, my Absolutely. gosh. It's a, it's a quagmire. But that's what I was looking for. You remember yesterday, I wanted to know the next hoarding item. It appears it is bacon. We had one suggestion uh, by a listener. Uh, Brian says it'd be uh, DIY Brazilian waxing kits. Buy now and sell for huge profits in three weeks, which is uh, possible. But clearly it's bacon. I need to start hoarding pork. So uh, a problem that's going on right now is the food supply that had been set up for years and was kind of consistent. All of a sudden you got uh, office uh, canteens 
What does that mean? Places people eat at the office. Uh, School cafeterias, so many restaurants that aren't using food. Farmers are currently dumping food and milk because they've got so much of it, while at the same time, uh, you got lines growing at food banks in places where they don't have food in grocery stores. So it's it's a it's a classic supply problem of a of a glut here, and you can't get it over there in time. And you know, oh man, yeah, it's it's an ugly situation. Um, and uh, a, a part of part of the talk is, you know, was this a good idea? Was that a good idea? That will be debated for a long time. Tim Sandifer had retweeted this story and said, "But if it saves just one life, which I think was him being sarcastic about." Yes. Yeah. Yeah, here's my question for you, though. Uh, the number of humans hasn't changed uh, appreciably. Uh, is it just that the kids, when they're home from school, don't eat that little pint of milk? Don't drink it, rather? Uh, I mean, see, why? It would seem to be. I know my kids are drinking tons of milk. I think more milk than they usually do, but maybe other kids aren't. Because that, I mean, that, that's the first thing they go on any of these milk stories, why they're dumping milk, is that schools aren't using it. I saw one article that described the difference between wholesale and retail, and that the, the, the person that we, the consumers, buy our milk from isn't oh. necessarily the same person that the, the school and these wholesale mass purchasing things that, do. That obviously, that makes perfectly good sense. Yeah. If, I, if, I, if I have a dairy and it goes to a producer or whatever, they've got a contract. They've been doing business with yeah. this school system forever. They don't all of a sudden find a way to shift to restaurants or something or grocery stores. Right, yeah, because somebody else has that contract. But yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, that I get, although the total consumption shouldn't really nope. be going down. No. It should just be tweaked here and there. So I was just wondering, are farmers counting on... Well, has meat consumption gone down? Pent-up demand for bacon. When the the economy comes roaring back, I'm going to eat nothing but bacon all day long to catch back up. But I don't get it. Why is there a shortage at all? Because of that meatpacking plant or or what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's those kind of things. Um, The meatpacking plant where the people got the coronavirus and they had to shut it down. People want the beef. Truck we're, drivers. We're talking about bacon, sir. <laughs> truck drivers, all kinds of different steps in the chain that are interrupted. Right. Well, uh, speaking of meat, this uh, Chinese list has come out. The Chinese government has issued a new draft list of livestock that can be farmed for meat. Give in, me pangolin. In the, week, <laughs> in the wake of the coronavirus epidemic, although this is, uh, well, it is partly private to Jack and partly private to the rest of you, this article... Talks about how they've released they've released a list of eighteen meats that can be farmed, and they say it includes such staples as pigs, cows, chickens, and sheep, and then mentions some other stuff. It never gives you the full list, and you know some of the meats on the list are really interesting. You are the internet. You don't have to cut a story to make room for local sports stores scores. Put on the freaking list of meats, or at very least have don't a hyperlink. Don't give me the four you think are most notable, and then just stop. Yeah, you got to have the hyperlink, the line <laughs> underneath the meats you include, so you click on it and see the full list. That's the way I, all articles should be. I went straight to the Chinese uh, Ministry of Health, by the way. They have an English translation. I probably have a bot on my computer now that will watch me while I sleep. 100% you do. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out you know, which headline was which. But anyway, so the dietary staples uh, like pigs, cows, chickens, and sheep are on the list, as well as special livestock, such as a number of species of deer, alpaca, and ostriches. I wonder how alpaca is. Oh, it tastes just like llama. <laughs> You're looking to offload because you went big on alpaca, didn't you, Joe? Or do you have a, a surplus? Well, if you call a 750 acre alpaca ranch big, yeah, I went big. <laughs> I probably ought to stop by and feed them or something. It's oh, been quite geez. a while. That's wow. a joke. Wow. What? <laughs> 
Two species of fox, raccoons, and minks can be kept as livestock, but not for their meat. Now, here's the really interesting part. There is no mention on the approved list of the species of animals which are suspected by scientists to have spread various heinous Chinese coffin diseases um, through the years. There's no mention of pangolins, of bats, of civet cats, or whatever on there. Now, perhaps most notably, dogs and cats are also absent from the list, which would lead uh, to, this appears to be China's first countrywide ban on the eating of dogs and cats. And in fact, the Chinese, yes? We had the headline last week that they were moved from pets to livestock. Or from livestock to pets. I mean, yeah, that was the other the way one. around. Yeah, yeah. It's moved yeah. from livestock to pets. So they're still going to freaking eat them. They're just not listing them as livestock because it doesn't look good for the rest of the world that's finally catching on to the fact that, yeah, they do eat dogs and cats in China. The jokes we've been making from forever that you say are racist are actually just part of their culture. Yeah. Now, the Chinese government is denying that. I would tend to think you're probably right. But they cited the, quote, progress of human civilization as well as growing public concern over animal welfare and prevention of disease transmission. And China's Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Affairs singled out canines as forbidden in a draft white list of animals allowed to be raised for meat. The ministry called dogs a special companion animal and one not internationally recognized as livestock. Uh, The city of Shenzhen, which is beautiful this time of year, uh, approved the first ever mainland China ban on consumption of dog and Cat meat? Cat meat? Well, we, we talked to a guest. I don't know if they said this on the record or off, about how they would kill the family cat when they were hungry in China. Yeah. And it was uh, gruesome by U.S. standards. Very. Yeah. Barbaric! You know, one interesting point they make is that since it's always been semi-illegal, but not really, it's just like pot 15 years ago. It's uh, it's a uh, an income stream for criminal organizations. Well, except for hopefully heading the other direction, as opposed to becoming more acceptable and commonplace and legal, it's going to go right. away. Right. Yeah. Well, it'll take fifty years before the the lower income people stop eating their dogs and cats. Well, I tell you what, if you're a rural Chinese. And you've been eating dog meat your entire life, and it costs a third of, say, what pork does, and you think it's pretty yummy. And and knowing the way the communist system works, where it's just it's purely a question of whether the local officials enforce something or they don't, I'll bet people keep uh, uh, chowing down on chows, if you will. And I could probably come up with a few more if you'd like. What did you say? I know we've been through this before. Make Put some bagel on a bagel. Yeah. Make German shepherd's pie, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, shit zoo on a shingle. Um, <clears throat> so what you said you saw a video from a wet market though with a frog or something? oh yeah dude picks up a big old bullfrog things the size of a kitten all right and he, he smiles at the proprietor and all he turns the thing upside down puts the frog's head in his mouth rips the frog's head oh, off God. and like keeps folks this you think it's bad so far yeah. it gets worse all right <laughs> yeah, that brace yourself listen you got to listen to this. This is the world we're living in. Jeez. Oh, so he rips this frog's head off and, like, continues and opens up his body cavity by pulling his head off, and then he eats the damn thing's heart out of it. And now is that... And the proprietor of his stand smiles and gives him the thumbs up. Now, is that some sort of stupid third-world attitude about 
it gives you better erections or longer life or something by eating live frog hearts? Or, or is, is that just sort of Chinese version of a YouTube stunt? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the frog heart challenge. Um, <laughs> or did he just actually think it was that delicious? I, I, the proprietor of this stand seemed utterly unfazed by what he was doing. God dang it. Yeah, I know it. I, I know it. And that's, it. it's a wet market. You know what? We ought to post the video. Yeah. Just let's label it. Sick it's, it's not for the faint of heart. I'm Hanson, not, I'll send it to you. I won't watch it, but I, I could do that for a million dollars, but I'd really have to work my courage up. I couldn't do it for a thousand dollars. I couldn't. Could you show No. One? Probably. For a thousand? Rip yeah. the head off a frog, take the heart out and eat it. Live frog? It's a lot of shares of a company. God, I might have, wow, you truly are part of the investor class. I might have to get my checkbook out and get a frog. I don't, I'm not sure we could do that, could we? Probably not. I, no, yeah, I think, the more I think we about would it, probably, the that would be our last show. It's starting, yeah. it's starting to sound more difficult the more you think about it. Maybe, maybe 1500 Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't think you, I could. You wouldn't be allowed to vomit, Sean. You oh, vomit, wow. you I don't know if I could stop. <laughs> I don't think I could stop. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of vomiting. Oh, gee. Yeah, this has certainly been an enlightening segment. Well, it actually kind of is. Um, this is what Bill Maher was talking about Friday night. Hey, world, let's condemn them for some of their eating lifestyles. It's hey, not by the by. Uh, it's not like two, three people are eating dogs in China. Um, what is this organization? Well, um, remember when South Korea had the Olympics? They moved all the dog farms away. I'm sorry, uh, dog farms? Yeah, where yeah. they're raising beautiful dogs and treating them horribly and then eating them. They moved them away for the world to pay attention to the Olympics. But it, it was so pre- prevalent in South Korea, which is a first world country. Uh, the uh, Humane Society Inter- International estimates that between 10 and 20 million dogs are killed for meat in China every year. Between 10 and 20 million and about 4 million cats. Interestingly, most of these are stolen animals and not raised in captive breeding facilities. They say, but according to Chinese people we've spoken to, that if you know if you can't get anything at the grocery store, you'll just go ahead and eat your pet, and then go get a new pet. Boy, is that a different way of life? Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Bunch of frog head eating. Oh, jeez, yeah. So, are we going to post that video? Uh, yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it to Hanson. Okay. Not for the faint of heart. Okay, we'll have that at armstrongandgetty.com for better or worse. And it's one of those things. But in February, Nancy Pelosi said we should come to Chinatown. This is late February. Come to Chinatown. We think it's very safe. Come here. Let's all have the big parade, Chinatown parade, probably referring to San Francisco. And that's it. But I took this action early. And so the story. The story in the New York Times was a total fake. It's a fake newspaper, and they write fake stories. And someday, hopefully in five years when I'm not here, <laughs> those papers are all going out of business because nobody's going to want to read them. But now they like them because they write about me. Now, with that, I have a couple of interesting... We have a few uh, clips that we're just going to put up. We could turn the lights a little bit lower. I think you'll find them interesting. And then we'll 
answer some questions. I'll ask you some questions because you're so guilty, but forget it. Uh, but most importantly, we're going to get back onto the reason we're here, which is the success we're having. Okay? Uh, please, you can put it on. Thank you. So if we can dim the lights a little bit. I've got some videos to show you. And that's what CNN dumped out, claiming this was propaganda, which is what lots of politicians presentations are i mean if sure you're gonna well, use it's the, spin it's an effort to sure. you know change the narrative yeah exactly it's to people convince uh, it's an attempt to convince people of your point of view which is what politics is yeah but it ain't scary scary propaganda if the guy propagating it then stands up there and gets peppered with questions for two plus hours from aggressive members of the media and he didn't play and, and I, I loved what katie pavlich from townhall.com tweeted she said stop showing us video of ourselves right he didn't play fake videos doctored videos or anything like that i, I wish we'd all just come to the conclusion that we all underestimated it at all kinds of different levels i did you did Nancy Pelosi, do you remember when she was doing that? She did that in February, as Trump said, about come to Chinatown to celebrate. Yeah, she's the Speaker of the freaking House of Representatives. What kind of information does she have access to? All of it. And that's what her belief was about the threat of the virus at the time. Right. In a city that they shut down like a couple of weeks later. Uh, de Blasio, same thing. Come to China or come to New York. Come to Chinatown. He is saying the same thing. He had access to all the best information. He, he underestimated it too. So whatever. You know, that's a really good point. And we've wondered aloud over the last several years whether we still have the capacity to come together as a people and overlook our differences and pitch in during a cataclysm or a huge challenge. Well, the answer is no. Apparently, no. Although, I wonder if our media wasn't so crappy. If if we'd be way further ahead, though. I mean, they are sowing misinformation, distrust, and hate as fast as they can. You know, I'm still for the First Amendment, but boy, I resent a lot of those bastards. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Final Thought... Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. He presses the buttons, he pulls the levers. He's like an octopus in there, Michelangelo. What's your final thought? Yeah, you know, the Joe Biden campaign with Obama, you know, going along with him, is going to be like the final Christmas Bob Hope specials on that NBC had, with Tony Danza being on stage and Bob Hope being on the chair. Just not saying anything. Just not saying anything. Thanks, Tony. Joe Biden just sitting up there smiling. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I didn't describe it properly. <laughs> Positive, Sean. A final thought for the crew? Well, I've had two pieces of cake today, so nutritionally, it can only get better from here. There you go. Poof. Or the cause is lost. <laughs> uh, Jack, a final thought you'd like to share with the folks? Oh, my poor son doing his medical thing yesterday when he got his IV started. It took a whole bunch of tries, and he vomited all over the place. It was just so brutal. Uh, so I'm checking in now to see uh, day two to see how it goes. I'm hoping for the best. My final thought was in hanging out in the backyard yesterday, because we're not supposed to really go anywhere. Uh, I stopped my dog from eating a lizard, but I poisoned several wasps. I am a speciesist. I have a problem. I really need to look at myself and my soul. I pick one species over another. We all do. Well, some of us do. There are weirdos. Some of you weirdos protect ants and stuff like that. If like St. Francis of Assisi were alive today, what would he say? He wouldn't He'd like say, me. let me out of this tomb. <laughs> wow, that's a classic. If I ever get tired of that joke, I'll let you know. Absolutely. 
Um, what was I going to say? I had something else I was going to say to fill out the music. Wasps, lizards, dogs. Uh, China probably eats. China eats all of the above. Yeah, true. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. I still haven't sent that horrific video, but I will. So we'll probably have that up within 15 minutes or so at oh, most. I was at my local grocery store. So remember, it was busy like two months ago, then dead a week ago. Now it's kind of busy again, although everybody's wearing masks Good. at the local grocery store. Yeah, which if they'd have told us to do that from the beginning, things might be a lot different. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing but if there's one thing we've learned as a country from moments of great crisis, it's that no sidewinding, bushwhacking, horn swoggling, crocker crocker is gonna roll away, Mrs. Cutter. Armstrong and Getty.